Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Straight Shooter Recruiter. I'm Emily, a senior recruiter by day and a careers podcaster by night. What if I told you there was one common trait that almost every company looks for in a hire? In fact, there was a study conducted at the Rotman School of Management at the University of Toronto that surveyed several different companies to collect what skills they were looking for in a given hire. And when they looked at the results of dozens of employer surveys, there was one common trait that every single organization wanted. What is that skill that you need to succeed? Good thing you found this podcast episode. So grab a coffee, get comfortable, and let's talk careers. And before we jump right on in, I just wanted to thank you all so much for listening. And if you found this or any other episode of the Straight Shooter Recruiter helpful, please, please, please go leave a rating and review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to the show, because it does help so much. When I first started reading those studies, honestly, my gut reaction was, okay, this feels pretty obvious. This is a no-brainer. Just be likable. How hard could it be? I started thinking about what it actually takes to be likable. I have friends that like me, family that mostly likes me. How much harder would I need to try to be seen as likable by an employer or in an interview? And then it hit me. My family and my friends have had years to get to know me. They've had years to find the likable qualities in me. But in an interview, there's minutes, maybe hours to get to know the other person, which really gives you a short window of time to showcase your quote unquote likability. I also was somewhat stuck on the idea that likability was fixed. I am who I am. You either like me or you don't. But as I started to do more research and think on this topic a little bit more, I found that there were so many ways to increase your likability based in science. So if you're interested, let's dive right on into how we increase our likability and what likability looks like. Now listen, I want to be very clear that being likable alone is not going to get you the job. You still need to have the great experience that aligns to the role, and you still need to have a good resume and prepare very well for that interview. But what I am saying is that sometimes that isn't enough. These studies that I mentioned tell us that aside from having the skills for the job, your job offer might depend on your ability to connect with people. It depends on your ability to make genuine connections and in turn... Have people like you, have them want to work with you or mentor you. So let's start at the very beginning. Where do people make connections? The real answer is everywhere, but for the purposes of today, let's focus on the two most significant areas, career chats and interviews. Now, to be successful in either of these things, you have to prepare for them. If you need tips on how to do this, I do have previous episodes that focus on how to prepare for networking conversations and interviews, so definitely check those out. But today we're going to focus on how to actually make connections in those conversations, aka how to be likable. Now listen, I want to be very clear that being likable alone is not going to get you the job. You still need to have the great experience that aligns to the role, and you still need to have a good resume and prepare very well for that interview. But what I am saying is that sometimes that isn't enough. These studies that I mentioned tell us that aside from having the skills for the job, your job offer might depend on your ability to connect with people. It depends on your ability to make genuine connections and in turn have people like you, have them want to work with you or mentor you. Did you know that studies have shown the number one trait tied to likability is charisma? 
And that's not to say that everyone has to be a passionate extrovert to be likable. Charisma simply means charm, whatever that means for you. And like any skill, we need to work on it to get better. We're going to talk about how you can actively improve demonstrating your charisma, your personability, your likability, your ability to connect with people to help you get your dream job or your dream mentor. One of the number one ways you can be perceived as likable even if you aren't. I'm kidding. I'm sure you're likable. Stay with me. Um, So one of the number one ways you can be perceived as likable is to be present. And that means being present, whether it's in an interview, in a career conversation, at a networking event. And I know that that sounds really simple, but it isn't. There's lots of little ways we can behave or body language cues that we give off that make us seem less present or not engaged or interested. It's little things like eye contact. Are you looking down at notes so much that you're not making any? Or are you not blinking? Are you skipping the small talk and getting right to business every single time? Listen, I'm a firm believer that the magic happens in the small talk. How are you expecting to make a great connection with someone that proves you're a likable person when you're cutting straight to the business talk every single time? A really great tip for this is when someone asks you how you're doing, say more than just, I'm good or I'm okay. Give them something to work with. Say something like, I'm great. It's been snowing so much in Toronto. I'm loving this weather. Or I'm doing really well. I just made a great banana bread recipe. It was delicious. My whole family loved it. So add a little bit of personality. This is just a couple of little reminders on how you can be present, but there's so many other ways some of which are really obvious, like turning off your phone when you're having Zoom conversations or in-person conversations. Try to be in a place that's quiet so that the person you're chatting with isn't distracted and can really focus on you. Ultimately, being present is making the person you're speaking to feel like they're your number one priority in that moment. So make sure that your body language, your setting, and how you communicate aligns well to that. So that's one of the number one ways you can be perceived as likable. Tip number two for being likable is be engaged. And you cannot be engaged when you are over-prepared. Are you missing opportunities to bond with the person you're speaking with? Again, whether this is an interview, a mentoring conversation, both of these are situations where this might happen. Did someone share something that was interesting with you? You should ask a question about it. Did they make a joke? You should laugh, even if it's not that funny. Are you following a script and just going through the motions of answering or asking questions? If yes you are missing on opportunities to have casual conversation that makes you likable, that builds those connections. So if you find that you often get trapped into over-preparing, try this. Forget your script. Throw it away. Get a piece of paper and write down three or four bullet notes that you would want to address in each of your questions or in each of your answers. So really an outline of things that you want to say. And then you're going to go stand in front of your mirror and answer that sample question, whatever it might be. Perhaps it's tell me about yourself or tell me about a time you worked on a team. Answer that question, switching it up every single time. So you'll look in the mirror, you'll reference your notes, and you'll change up how that answer actually sounds every time. This will force you to get comfortable with improvising, with changing your language, and with being more natural about your delivery. After you feel like you've perfected that, you're going to do something that you're going to hate. Everyone hates this. But you're going to take those notes, put them down. We are no longer using the notes. 
You're going to prop your phone up, up against, I don't know, a coffee mug. You are going to turn the camera over so that it is facing you. And you're going to record yourself answering those questions another two or three times, again, completely differently than how you did it before. You can watch it back. You can check out your body language. You can see how natural you sound. It's really, really easy to fall into a habit of memorizing. And when you memorize your answers or memorize the things that you want to say, it starts to feel like you're going through the motions or following a script and that you're not actually present and engaged, having a two-way conversation that live reacts to the things happening around you. The third piece of advice is extremely cheesy, so I'm going to need you to not hold it against me because I promise it's good. The third piece of advice is be yourself. If you're inquisitive, show that in your answers. If you love data, show that in your answers. If you're really curious about certain elements of your field or personality traits or skills you can develop, show that in your answers. Pop elements of your personality into how you have these conversations, whether they're informational interviews or final round interviews. For me, this often means that I crack a couple of jokes in these conversations. You've been here for a while. You know I'm a goofball. This is nothing new. And I want to make sure that I bring that element of my personality into every interaction that I have so they know they're getting the authentic Emily. What I'll also say about this from a recruitment perspective is we can always tell when someone is not being their full selves. When I feel like you're just zooming through the interview questions and trying to get the perfect responses out, or if we're in a career conversation and you ask me a laundry list of questions, but really don't leave any space for us to get to know each other beyond that, I can tell you're not being yourself. And I really appreciate every time I get to connect with someone who, even through the nerves, tries to bring a little bit of their personality, whatever that might be, into those interactions. Other ways that science says we can boost our likability? Be grateful. Thank people for their time and make sure you send thank you emails as a follow-up to every interview and career conversation. And smile. Smile in the conversation, smile while you're speaking, smile where they're speaking. Obviously take some breaks if you have to, but make sure you smile, show emotion on your face. It is human. It is beautiful. Ask open-ended questions is another amazing tip. So don't ask people questions in career conversations or in interviews that are clearly yes or no. Make sure there's lots of space for them to share. Maybe they'll share more about their experience, their opinions. Again, it's all about the personal connection. Give people the space to give you information so that you can build that connection. The next is calm your nerves before these conversations. I know it's easier said than done. It's really difficult to stop being nervous before interviews or before career chats. But do your best to conduct some breathing exercises, maybe some positive affirmations, some yoga, I don't know, whatever works for you. But calming your nerves will definitely help you be yourself and be present and be engaged. The next is be prepared without being overprepared. I won't beat a dead horse because we talked about this earlier, but make notes, whether it's on how you intend to answer interview questions or on the interviewer or person you're meeting with directly. Have some rough notes so you know basically what you want to speak about without writing out the script in its entirety. And trust me, I get it. Likeability is completely subjective. We all have very unique personalities, but what we do know is that carrying conversations with some of these tips in mind can help us be more likable to the people that matter, the hiring managers and the people that we want to be our mentors. To be honest, at least for me, I think it's a lot easier to understand what might make someone unlikable. So what are some of the red flags that recruiters or hiring managers look out for that make someone seem difficult to work with or maybe difficult to mentor? These are some resources that I've experienced, so things that I personally put on this list. Others come from a variety of different studies. 
There are a lot of things on this list that I've already mentioned, so I'm just going to read them out and only elaborate on the ones we haven't talked about. So here are some of the things that make people unlikable. Reading from a script. Answers that are way too long, such that you monopolize the whole conversation. Stiff body language. No eye contact. I don't know why I spaced it out that way. It just kind of happened. Basically, you want to make sure that your body language is still professional and poised, but not so stiff that you don't smile or move your body as you speak. On the flip side of that, you don't want your body to be so casual that it feels like we're in like an aerobic yoga class together. You want to make sure that your body is professional, poised, but still engaging and comfortable. Again, do not skip the small talk. Skipping the small talk, not asking people how their days were, or giving really short answers to those introductory questions sets a really bad tone, both for interviews and for career conversations. So keep that in mind. The other one is that you might focus only on work. And this is particularly important for career conversations, but it's important to get a better sense of people through their entire life experience. So don't just ask them about how you can get referred for jobs or what they do on their job every day, but maybe ask them why they love their industry. Why did they choose to study what they study? So go a little bit deeper beyond just what's on paper in terms of their career. The last one I do want to spend a second on, I think it's a really important one. People generally gravitate towards folks who are positive or speak more positively about the world around them, people around them, or their own experiences. So naturally, when you speak negatively or poorly of others, of your former employer, of your current job, of yourself, people are going to be less likely to want to spend time with you. It can also come across as a little bit arrogant. And that's not to say that people don't have difficult days. Trust me, I have them at least five days a week. But it's important that when you're having critical conversations like in interviews or career chats, that you do your best to be positive, And if not positive, like at least neutral when you're talking about things like, I don't know, former employers, friends, people in your life. So try to overall keep a friendly, positive tone, especially in the early days of connection. Today's topic might have felt like it was kind of obvious. And it is. Obviously, people need to like you. But what might not be so obvious is what we can do to work on those skills so that we can be seen as the likable, fabulous people that we are. Above all, people want to feel like you're authentic, like you're present, engaged, and that you're being yourself, that you genuinely want to build a connection with the people around you. And we gave you some tips on what to watch out for and what we can amp up to make sure we're showcasing this. But let this episode be a friendly reminder that companies don't want to hire machines. We want to hire people with personalities, with feelings, with unique thoughts. And the best way to be likable is to show up and be you. Bring those unique thoughts and those perspectives. I want to leave you with a quote that I really like from Susan C. Young. She's the author of the novel, The Art of Being, Eight Ways to Optimize Your Presence and Essence for Positive Impact. Authentic people are instantly more likable and trustworthy, which makes building a rapport with them a pleasure. Be your authentic self, my friends. Show up and be present and be your likable self. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed this short little episode and I look forward to seeing you next week.